What's good with the Chop Nation? We are here. <laughs> we finally made it. We made about to we we about to knock this one out. I know y'all see this for a brief time. Uh, a couple days ago, had some technical difficulties we had to work through. Not only did we end up working through those technical difficulties, we also endured a hurricane slash tropical storm. Uh, at the same time, a five point five earthquake in uh, uh in, in in the vicinity and so we went through a lot we went through a lot to get here to have this conversation and this dialogue which y'all i am damo the political plug i'm here with my dog toya g uh toya how did you spend your hurricane day because y'all like just so y'all know we based in california so how did you spend your hurricane day i spent my day chilling um it was definitely not nearly as bad as it was uh projected to be uh, down here in the county of Orange, it was very much uh, not even a memorable storm to have had. But you know, a lot of people were shook. Uh, it was a lot of back and forth about whether I needed to buy sandbags and how many groceries <laughs> I needed to get. Just all types of crazy stuff going on. My mama was like, "Did you go to the grocery store?" Listen, then people kept calling my phone, and I had, you know, you want to be grateful, but at the on the other half, like, don't call me, I'll call you. Like, text <laughs> right. line still up, power still on, but you know what I'm it's saying. Just I just leave. I mean, to be clear, you know, everybody knows it's no secret. California is not built for those types of things, not right. built for fast winds, not right. built for any type of flooding, any light any rain causes flooding and shutdowns. I, I feel like earlier, like maybe April of this year, it was a bad storm midweek. I had students all over the place. I'm on the side of the road. Somebody just ran into me. I ain't going to be there. I'm about to be. My GPS just jumped 25 minutes, this, this, and that. And I'm in the car like me too. Class started. And I'm in my car. So if that's any indication what we're doing. So all I have to say, this is not the worst we've seen, but it's really not made for that out here. So even though it was a false alarm um, and, I, you know, I wanted the slow down, kind of chilled off in the crib, safe and sound version. And I know everybody's not privy to that all the time. And not everybody has, you know, a lot of homeless population, whatever. All that aside, it wasn't all that quick and easy right. over with. Done I expected more. It wasn't all that. So we good. Hey, but I do want to say thank y'all to everybody that was out there like, oh my God, Californians, listen, this is what y'all need to do. It was better safe than sorry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we definitely appreciate the love, but we was actually out here chilling. Niggas was surfing. It was wild. Like, it was, was kind of just like a rainy, another rainy day. But getting that out the way, we here, we safe. We got to talk about this, though. You know what I'm saying? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we jump in, I gotta, we gotta, we gotta talk to the people in the comments. I want to make sure we oh, look we at the chat and acknowledge Tuck V, acknowledge Donnell, Miss Ma'am, Danielle, all of y'all. Shout out to y'all for coming back Everybody and popping in with us love. and sending us yeah. your well wishes. Like all of that's appreciated. We safe, we good, and more importantly, we just happy to have y'all. If y'all haven't hit that like button, go ahead and do that. If you uh haven't already hit that bell and you just happen to catch us, hit the bell. That way you don't miss because we're gonna be back on Thursday, right? We're right. back in the mix. So do all the things you need to do to stay connected. But it's great to see y'all. Uh, this Monday evening. This Monday evening. What's up, plug though? I I, I cut you off the shot off the to top nation love. real quick. But what what were you saying? What Chop you nation say? come first. Chop nation come first. Absolutely. Uh, Shout out to my dog in the background saying what's up to y'all too. Exactly. Shout out to Journey. Now let's get it in. Uh, Donald Trump, Tory Lanez. Both of them had some pretty bad um pretty bad legal news over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Donald Trump. Multiple indictments, extra indictments. Stay on his ass, mm -hmm. especially in Georgia. Uh, Tory Lane sentenced to ten years, uh, in in, in to ten years in jail, prison, uh, for him shooting at 
Meg the Stallion. Now, face value, it may not look like those are connected. Right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the the circumstances aren't the same, situations ain't the same. It's white man, black man. We can't say that that's the same at all. Right. Politician rapper. Right. Shot at somebody, used a weapon. Didn't assault. do none of that. Yeah. Like assaulted our democracy. Fixing election. As liberals would say, yes, an assault on common decency in America, right? Huge difference. Uh, but, but if you look at the people that support them people, though, there's a distinct key difference there. Mm-hmm. And that is their relationship with conspiracy theories and how it relates to what them niggas did. The key similarity, right? Key similarity. That's what yeah. ties it together. Conspiracy theories, and specifically mm-hmm. conspiracy theories as a way to skirt accountability. Now, as a black man, the first thing I'm always going to say is our relationship with conspiracy theories is completely different than anybody else's, specifically white people's, right? Because what we've endured and what we continue to endure in this country is repeatedly dismissed, ignored, and denied. A lot of when we describe the American experience could be, or the black American experience could be looked at as a conspiracy, Right. Because this is supposed to be the land of the free home of the brave. Mm-hmm. Right. This is this is where democracy cre- like uh, uh, pushes for and represents the uh, the rights of all people. But damn, that black experience is a lot different than what people's is used to. Right. Absolutely. So it's a lot of things that we experience that gets ignored and denied and could be framed as a conspiracy theory. But while white folk out here, they use conspiracy theories, specifically somebody like Donald Trump, as a way to skirt accountability as a way to stay away from actually having to deal with the circumstances of his actions. What's up to you? Well, you know, I just, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, as we make these distinctions between how white people tend to gravitate toward conspiracy theories versus how black people tend to gravitate to, you know, conspiracy theories. You you know, I like words like communication and let's break it down real quick. Conspiracy root word there is to conspire to conspire means to, you know, work systematically and in a network, right? Mm-hmm. To have a concerted effort, not just a uh, uh, a coincidence, right? These are not dinks that we're talking about necessarily when we're talking about, or at least the person who has these is arguing that these are not coincidental instances, exactly. right? That there is right. a pattern, that there is an explanation for how things have fallen in line together. There was that, intent. That there's not, there's, there's not uh, just cause, there's correlation that has led right. to causation, right? There's a relationship between those two things. And so it's interesting only because, you know, a lot of people will look at, um, theories like white supremacy and say, oh, consp- that's just a conspiracy theory. Remember, we are talking about the way that white people and whiteness is able to conspire, right? In across a very many institutions. Way, across many institutions, right, to set up a particular reality. I think the 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 the, the tiebreaker for all of this is always going to be the provability and where mm-hmm. white supremacy, because I know there's going to be some people that's like, yeah, all that shit y'all believe in is a conspiracy theory. How many books, how many articles, how many how much scholarship, how many works do you need to, to, to understand that this is real? This is not a conspiracy. It's only a theory because you all have not allowed it to live in the canons of popular culture and the way right. that we understand philosophy. Haven't resolved that uh, contradiction. You haven't resolved that tension, right? So it's yeah. a theory to you, yeah. right? But whereas this the theory about the elections being stolen, for example, has no grounding, has not been None proven. It's a collective... All imaginary shadow boxed attempt 
to fight something which doesn't exist mm-hmm. in a world where you're looking for these 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 election results. You know what I'm saying? So these are examples of the ways that we're framing the differences and how people are looking at conspiracy theories. But this is also, and it's the last thing I say before I turn it over, we got some bones to pick with even some conspiracy theories that black people take on. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I know you're going to allude to some of that, but I just, yeah. all of that to say, let me put a bow on my conversation and my message. When we talk about conspiracy theories, the ability, the capacity co- to conspire, people working together to share mm-hmm. a, an oppositional position toward something else, right? When we talk about that happening, we really got to dig up under the surface and make sure we know what we're talking about so that Key, we don't- Keyword, just... provability. You know what I'm Key saying? Keyword, provability. What is the evidence show? What is what is reality yeah. display? Now, things like white supremacy, things like white privilege, even if we take supremacy out, things like white privilege is easily proven. Research, data, statistics, it's all there, right? Uh, like you said, Trump, that shit has no basis in any reality. That's why he's looking at the charges he's looking at. Now, for it's some of y'all that may be asking, well, what conspiracy theory is, to- is, is pushed about Tory Lanez? Because, like, who is mm-hmm. that nigga, right? That would be a good question. Oh, if they, if they were not out there. Go ahead. Here, here's the thing. A lot of people have a lot of reasons why they're defending Tory Lanez, right? This decision mm-hmm. has come down. Like, the proof has been unquestionable. But now that we got this sentence, a lot of people is like, ah, we can't believe it. And it's a bunch of different reasons. But he, and, and, and a lot of it is just a, a being, abu- being apologetic, like an abuser apologist. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is just really shallow and terrible and anti-woman reasons for why he shouldn't have got what he got or people trying to uh, connect and compare and contrast sentences to other crimes in order to justify him not getting the time that he got this, this and that. Yeah. Keep a lot of that. Right. Keep, Keep all a of, lot that. of those excuses. But there are a couple very weird fringe voices that are in these conversations that are critical of this sentence that are really just like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. That are spinning and beating the drum of these conspiracy theories that I think Plug is getting to. So that's just one thing I want to get in there. It's a bunch of different uh, opponents to the decision for the guilty verdict. It's opponents to him getting sentenced how he did. But it's a very people making some interesting arguments. Nah, go ahead, finish up, because I got to pull this yeah, up. Yeah, and, and, and we about to listen to him right now that, that, that in their attempts to explain why he got what he got, how he got it. So, run it. All right, y'all. So, we're, so what we're about to hear is these are the arguments that's being made as to why Maybe this is why Tory they came Lanes, for Tory Lanez. Uh, Y'all understand? I just cracked this shit. Locked up. One dollar for the NFTs, right? I sold these shits to my fans for one dollar. It doesn't matter how much you bought. It was only a dollar. You spent 60 bucks, you bought 60. I need y'all to understand. One of those copies right now is going for 50,000. 60,000. 60,000. Y'all don't understand what the fuck is going on? Y'all don't understand I just cracked the fucking industry? No more middlemen. All y'all artists out there, fuck your label. Fuck the nigga that's telling you, yo, you gotta wait for this day on Spotify and on this Tory wasn't one to hold his tongue when it came to talking about these major labels. And would you want to sign a major label deal if somebody came at you or are you feeling like you're making too much? Hell no. I know you've said that, nah, but have things... I want artists to really pay attention to this. Some label was sitting on their ass collecting $15,000 a day off of Tory Lane's music, off 1 million streams. An artist gets five to $6,000 every Friday. Or every other Friday. So they have a motive, right? But it's just speculation, even though a few days after the incident, he got a call from Rock Nation. Listen, Tory Lanez goes to jail. They gave y'all all the facts of the juice of Tory Lanez going to jail and this, that, and the third. And two days after that, I get a call from Rock Nation. 
Now this Tory line, this uh, or this uh, Rock Nation phone call is important because, as y'all can see here, this part of the conspiracy is he was messing up the industry by pulling out or, or by selling his album as an NFT. Again, we look at reality. NFTs are no longer profitable. Right. The NFT market is dead. dead. I mean, it's it, it's still alive. It, it has a heartbeat, right? But the, the most NFTs have lost like 90% of their value. So what so this idea that Tory Lanez individually changed the uh the game as it as it as it pertains to uh uh how albums are sold, who else has done this? And it was even if it, when it, when he came out about how he was doing that, it was all gas because he didn't get all that bread. It wasn't right. just him. All right, so that's it. So that's the first part of the conspiracy. The second part of the conspiracy is when we start to get into actually Jay Z and the role Jay Z plays. That's right. It all starts to make sense of, when you connect the dots. We all know that Jay Z of uh, the role he played being. Meg the style, like, you know, with her being with Rock Nation and all those things. So let's take a look at let's take a look at this. All right, it all starts to make sense when you connect the dots. We all know that Jay-Z has a lot of power in the industry. He has the power to free people from jail, so I'm pretty sure he has the power to send people to jail. Now people starting to talk about this phone call that came out between Kelsey and Tory. Now, in my honest opinion, he never incriminates himself within this phone call. Knowing the toxic history between them three, he could have been apologizing for anything. I think he was apologizing just for the whole situation at hand and Meg being naked and embarrassed in the middle of the street with spotlights and helicopters flying over her, but not for shooting her. My point is, it was Meg's team who created this whole narrative against Tory. Take a listen. There's no names released yet, but the report is already, it's already out, you know? Um, but like, so, out is what? What you mean, out? It's on some app. You know, Megan's, Megan's team is on top of this. Two days after that, I get a call from Rock Nation that says, yo, we heard you're going to make a statement about what happened and it being your best interest. Now, I'm going to let that play. But do y'all hear like the uh, Twilight Zone music in the background? <laughs> <laughs> like, niggas is really like, yo, like, listen, this is so serious. Like, y'all have to, you know what I'm saying? Like, niggas is, it, it's that serious to where they, they're even creating the whole, like, they, like the aura. Right, mm -hmm. they they want they want you to feel like this is where you know what I mean. Affect. Right, they created that affect. But let's 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 continue. Let's let's hear this about how Jay Z, for whatever reason, wanted to get Tory Lanez locked up. Let's continue. You don't make that statement. So I'm like, the vision got dismissed. Mm -hmm. So that's why they detained me. And I called Meek while I was in jail, and told Meek like, bro, I just got locked up. Woo -woo -woo -woo. And he called Jay-Z. Mm. And Jay-Z put a lawyer on my case type shit. Got you out of there. Yeah, he played a role in getting me out. So, as y'all can see, <laughs> uh, there are their entire narratives now. Rock Nation wanting to get Tory Lanez locked up. Him changing the game, changing the industry. Tory, did, did you know, were you aware of any of these conspiracies that was floating around? Yeah, uh, you know, I I stay on X.com. Mama called the Twitter. I'm going to call it Twitter. Twitter. And so that's where a lot of you get a bunch of different, that's where you get a bunch of different threads and a bunch of different, especially now that they have it to where 
it's less about who you follow or it's it's about who you follow, but it's a whole lot more, just like every other app showing you just random content. So they're going off of what you like. So whereas I'm following a lot of people who would typically just 1000% be supporting Meg, not even be kind of shallow supporting Corey, uh, Tory or any of the wild theories, my bad, uh, that he's talking about. Now I'm seeing stuff that's just about the topic in general. So, you know, now I'm seeing general kind of perspectives that are coming in and pushing conspiracy theories like this or talking about what could be happening with this conversation or that conversation. So weird chatters, but it just never, it's just never moving. Like the sources either don't shake out or whatever kind of triangulations, just like we saw in this video, just don't ever really make a lot of parallels or sense to me. So I see him and keep pushing, of course. So uh, where is this problematic though? And how does this push us, you know, to the next part of our conversation? Well, the problem is, y'all know how we talked about that there are legitimate conspiracies that we have as black people against the criminal justice system, for example, right? The, because some people would argue that uh, the idea that we're policed at a higher rate and we're targeted specifically, some people could argue that that's a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. You have people that do argue that it's a conspiracy. Uh, the legitimacy of those claims is undermined when we also attach ourselves to these bullshit-ass arguments. Mm-hmm. Because... We're under, like, when I say undermine, we're, we're, uh, we are discrediting these things that are already called into question. And we're further discrediting them when we're attaching them to the ways in which white nationalists, white supremacists, and, and whiteness also use conspiracies, like we see with Donald Trump as a way to skirt accountability. Tory mm-hmm. Lanes is on some Donald Trump type shit. He, they are the people that the, the people that are around him, the people that's pushing it, the uh, the information, like what his pops was pushing, all of that type of shit. This this rock nation narrative, Jay Z wanting to get him locked up, Meg sacrificed him for her success. Mm-hmm. That could have been eliminated if the nigga didn't have an illegal gun and was shooting <laughs> at the woman over petty bullshit disagreements. Easily, so why waste the little bit of of of, of conspiracy capital? That we mm-hmm. have with the legitimate uh, gripes and concerns that we have about the society on shit like the industry wanted to get rid of Tory Lanes. We are wasting our time, undermining ourselves. It's kind of productive. And here's why I think it's important because a lot of people might say, well, I never believe none of that or I'm not even hearing none of this or whatever. It's important to point out because this is one of many instances where we have to have better. I'm going to go to my church background when I say this, we use this word, but better discernment, right? A better ability 100%, to see that's a perfect word. Yeah. and to think critically about the information being delivered to you. Today is the whole Tory Lane saga. And, you know, that particular storyline might not be the most interesting one to you or you're not really, you know, you know, you are fairly sure about what happened in your opinion about what happened out there in that car that night. And so you're not really shook by this one, but there will be other ones that come in and crowd out and encroach your mind. Remember what they said about Bill Cosby? You know he was trying to buy NBC. That's the only reason. Not that he admitted to it. Not that he admitted to it. The only reason was because he... Go ahead. And then in the face of undeniable abuse problematic behavior, things that us as a community, that when we talk about what's on our agenda, 
it should be rejecting certain mm. notions or accepting certain certain notions or building mm. around certain realities. We're not able to do that because we don't think about the conspiracy theories being pushed and whether or not they're worth a grain of salt or they're worth in gold or whether they're things we need to leave on the table. And so I think that's the bigger part of the conversation. This we we only use Donald Trump and even Tory Lanez as the inroads to get to a greater discussion about the ways that certain conspiracy theories really undercut and undermine the agendas and the goals that we have or need to be having for ourselves as a collective. And yes, what happens in entertainment and news and media, I mean, entertainment news and popular culture matters. Yes, the same ways it matters in uh, uh, politics, the same right. ways it matters right. in the context of social issues. It influences, it has an impact. These, these larger, these larger narratives, these perceptions, these conceptions, and not just from the outside in. We're not talking about the white gays. We're talking about the way we see and understand ourselves, Man, right? Intraracial, the the black conversation. Me. Yeah, it's at stake. It really is at stake. And so when we're thinking about, you know, what we want to talk about, how we want to come at it, we just looking at it like once again. It's just like these 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 weird ass niggas having weird ass conversations about things that are not hard. What would Lee call it? Thinking deep, deeply about, about shallow, shallow shit. shit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to drown in your own misunderstandings. It's going to be your own undoing. Now, uh, y'all know I, I hate celebrity worship and I hate celebrity gossip, so I don't want to spend too much time on the celebrities. I wanted right. to use that as, as first an example to show why we need to be careful with conspiracy theories and understand where we get our conspiracy theories from because we don't want to delegitimize and undermine the legitimate uh, cons uh, conspiracies and concerns that we have against this country. Right. So what we're going to do today, we're going to call this kick it or keep it. And we're going to go through all the black conspiracy theories, the, the conspiracy theories that are, I say most of them, some of the more prominent conspiracy theories that we see in black communities and black conversation. And we're going to we're going to talk about what we need to keep and we're going to talk about what we need to kick. Mm -hmm. Right. So we are going to start out with our first kick. We're going to start out with our first kick. All right. The first thing that uh, we should be kicking in terms of conspiracy theories is these jab conversations. Now, I want to be clear. We ain't going to spend too much time on this. Because uh, I want YouTube to recognize we're saying we need to stop with the jab conspiracy. Uh, the reason why, if y'all are wondering, I'm using the term jab because if you have too much of a conversation on the jab... Uh, They'll actually put a little like disclaimer or something at Ew, the bottom even, of your video. Even, and we know that was a thing, you know what I'm saying? At the height of, you know, the 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 event that shaped the world. I almost <laughs> don't even want to say that because it'll get flagged and you know, we're having a certain conversation. But um there was just there was a streamlining and an algorithm manipulation of those conversations to where, you know what I'm saying? They either wasn't getting deep enough, wasn't reaching a lot of people. So again, we're not trying to sit on it too long, but I also think it's relevant to talk about that in the context of the fact that there are two new variants out. Uh, there are two new uh, versions. And I don't know if y'all been paying attention. If y'all got children at school age, if y'all are university age, if y'all are in public places where a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds uh, come and engage, numbers are going back up. Um, you know what I'm saying? And so these become relevant things for us to constantly be thinking about because 2020 changed everything. And now we got to deal with something as a collective that ain't just about to go away. So what was you saying about it on job? Uh, and so again, we're not about, we know we're not discussing it long, but, uh, it's important that when we do the research surrounding these conversations, uh, because again, it's, our health shouldn't be left up to things that we heard on, that we hear on YouTube. 
Like, and again, we got a lot of we have we have a lot of legitimate um, concerns, and we shouldn't lump our legitimate concerns with things that that that's just like real flamboyant. It's good for views, good for conversation, but it's not healthy. You know what I mean? Uh, because I I, I want to point out, we ain't gonna talk about the jab as much, but the impact of jab conversations, mm-hmm. because uh, you had certain you had celebrities that that was dealing with um, health concerns recently. And mm-hmm. the response to those celebrities' health concerns was what? Probably got one. They got the jab. You got know what I'm saying? One. That's that's yeah. what it is. Uh, what <laughs> you had? All, I mean, who, yeah. You had Demar Hamlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Jamie Foxx? Who else? Bronny James. Bronny James. Yep, Bronny James. Like, and then because and it was some other um, high school athletes who had some heart issues and kind of dropped. So it was just it was just quick jump to you know to to this conspiracy, as opposed to actually kind of really understanding uh, what was going on. You was about to say something. I mean, just that you know when I think about all these conversations, and this will go to something else we talk about later. But the way we sensationalize things that happen every single day, like what's the is it paid in full? Where where man's is like niggas die every day, niggas be? die like, every day, be yeah. Like we, I know that it is shaking you to see these people that we've that have been pedestal go through real life but they do you know what i mean and they have to on a very public stage like you know i feel like i and i'm not trying to say that it was a lie or whatever because i don't know the intricacies of it but i remember being a child and feeling like uh uh a lot of stars was having dehydration it was coming down with dehydration everybody yeah. was just so dehydrated martin, <laughs> so they, martin, martin lawrence was i think was the biggest one like that, i mean and yeah. jenny jackson i feel like was also dehydrated like people was just and i feel like that was cold for some extra medical shit that was going on that we not gonna give you all the information on whatever. But now in this TMZ world and this shade room world we live in, um, you know, people want all of the delicate details. So we get a whole lot more about people's medical status and issues and what happened to them. And so we're seeing heart issues and seeing pulmonary issues and being like, oh, it was a job. It was like, instead of like, just mind your business because people die, people go through health issues. People are hurt. People go to the hospital every single day and we have, made this phenomenological without even paying attention to the fact that every hour and a half you hear a siren at your own window. All of them ain't the police. People be in medical duress all around you and you acting wild because your favorite celebrity or somebody you know about is ill on the public stage and it's just silly. Right. Especially when you think you know why. And and I think that's and I think that's where it gets it, it gets more frustration and dangerous because now we can move on to a conspiracy theory that we should keep. You feel me? And that is straight up this healthcare system does not rock with us mm. at all. Uh, like we really like we legit don't need to. Like, we get ignoring the vaccine conversation. We could talk about the ways in which uh, it's, it, it ends up being uh, dangerous for Black people. Uh, for example, this article here by the uh, American Bar Association. Uh, let me go ahead and pull this out. And this is old too. You know what I'm saying? Implicit bias and racial disparities in healthcare. Uh, mm-hmm. In 2005, the Institute of Medicine, a non-for-profit, non-governmental organization that now calls itself the National Academy of Medicine, released a report documenting that the poverty in which black people disproportionately live cannot account for the fact that black people are sicker and have shorter lifespans than their white... Com- uh, what's that? Compliments? Counterparts. Uh, yeah. I can't see uh, it, but another synonym for it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, now, again... So the first thing that they identifying is that people, they're not just dying from access, right? And they're not just dying from poverty. 
A closer look, uh, Nam found that racial and ethnic minorities receive lower quality health care than white people, even when insurance status, income, age, and severity of conditions are comparable. So, like, period, like, you ain't got to be poor. You mm-hmm. can have the best insurance. Black people are literally treated different by doctors. We retrieve, we receive lower quality health care. And by lower quality health care, Nam meant the concrete inferior care that physicians give their black patients. Nam reported that minority persons are less likely than white persons to be given appropriate cardiac care to receive kidney dialysis or transplants and to receive the best treatments for stroke, cancer, or AIDS. It concluded by describing an uncomfortable reality. And again, this is why we start talking about this shit sounding like conspiracies. It concludes an uncomfortable reality. Some people in the United States were more likely to die from cancer, heart disease, and diabetes simply because of their race or ethnicity, not just because they lack access to care. So we are routinely hearing conversations about what black people eat, like our diet, right? Like it's, it's like we, it's the soul food that we eat, right? It's the yeah. fact that we want to fry everything, right? Mm-hmm. But... When you got white people that eat the same bullshit that we do, or to the same degree, again, we're talking comparable patients. When you have comparable patients, the distinction, the key distinction is they yeah. race. There are people who die from cancer because they was black and the healthcare system did not value them the same way they value white cancer patients. Yeah. That sounds like a conspiracy theory. I mean, it's like it because it, it again, even the report described it as an uncomfortable reality. If you somebody that brag about what America is and what it and what it presents for its citizens, regardless of race, color, creed, it's a lot of doctors that's out here, or uh, uh, and a lot of research that's out here telling you that shit ain't true. Yeah, I mean, and you know, we've seen. I, I just I don't. How many times have we seen conversations? if you're really paying attention to what's going on about how it starts in the medical practice, right? These are not just people coming in and making decisions about care. Some of them are, they're, they're deciding to render poor care to individuals, but it's also a reality that just literally in the medical field, they're not taught how to deal with our bodies. And this is to this day, there are textbooks that don't tell people how to recognize certain bodily conditions, right? Because it shows up as one thing on one shade of skin and there's something else on another shade of skin. There are literally people who are missing the ability to bridge gaps with their uh, patients because they don't know how to identify pain and they also misinterpret pain. They feel as though black people are superhuman, that we have the ability to uh, take on uh, pain and not and then not register in the same way. So, you know, our pain can't be that bad. They are they also assume that we are uh, uh, akin or, or apt to addiction. So we get under prescribed medications, whereas white people typically get typically get over prescribed. Right. These are all legendary, legendary conversations. Black maternal death. Mm-hmm. Right. The, uh, black infant mortality. We got mothers dying and babies dying at higher rates in the delivery room than our uh, white counterparts. So the, the, it, that, that's real. Right. When people and it's a lot of people I know, you know, that's scared to go to certain hospitals. Right. Even like if they have a family member or somebody pass away at a certain hospital, they never want to go within 10 feet. Like I got people like that in my family, people, friends of mine. And it's so real. Not and it's not just because, oh, my loved one passed away there. There's always this like component of malpractice or lack of care or they just wasn't right. Like we can't. We didn't like the vibe. Exactly. And And so 
I mean, the last thing I'll say is that a lot oftentimes then you said it's not just an access issue. You talked about the rendering of care that happens, but what really happens all the time is black people who are not going. They could go, but they not going to go. They scared of shit. The fear of how they're going to be treated. They'll have insurance. They'll have state supported health care. They'll have the ability to go, but won't go and won't be seen or let some shit pass because they are afraid. And they don't and trust the experience. How, and, and I can't do nothing but be like, I, feel you. I get it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I want to rally for it. I want to ride for it. I did it with the jab. I did it. I do it in other instances all the time where people just need to go and be seen. Like, bro, you in pain. You hurting. Like, sis, you're not doing well right now. You like, got, you yeah. really just need to go. Mm-hmm. But there are on fear, rightfully so, leaves us at home sometimes and, and, and not able to get the things that we need. So, again, understand, when it comes to the black experience, we we can keep the idea that the health industry hates black people. Like that's not something that we we don't have to debate about that. We don't make we don't have to make it super nuanced and make it simply about well the jab and who the jab. No, we can. If if you say that the health industry hates black people, it's mm-hmm. a lot of people that's gonna feel you, and it's a lot of data that's gonna back that up. All right, uh, let's get into. Let's see. I think I had another. Is it a keep? Oh, another keep that we got right here. Everything gives us cancer. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> like, so, uh, this and this is where research matters, people. At first, I put on here something that we should kick is 5G gives you cancer. Right? Um, and, again, this is where research matters. I looked up. I looked it up. I looked into the data. Uh, and I, I, I read the research on both sides. And I, I, feel, I, I feel comfortable, you know what I'm saying, being like, feel how you want to feel about that one. <laughs> like, after looking into some of the data, it, you know what I mean? I don't think it's as explicit as people try to make it seem um, like your cell phone is giving you brain cancer. Like, there's no data, you know what I'm saying, that that uh, that, that reflects that. But, but yeah. Right. But, the, but the, the what's required for, like, the type of... Um, frequencies and radiation that 5g emits at least on the level of the cell towers themselves that shit can be dangerous so uh feel how you want to feel about that one but i think something else that we hear a lot that most people uh that we kind of just like think past we don't pay too much attention to is the idea that most things give us cancer uh, mm-hmm. Like whether it's uh, the fluoride in the water and in our toothpaste, whether it's the red meat we eat and all of those things. And sometimes that that can feel and come off as if it is like a conspiracy. No, <laughs> no. The state of California, for example, requires that you, <laughs> <laughs> that you, Man, you label. Go to the park. You can go to the park and it'll be a sign outside that hole that say Prop 59. It is a chance that where you at, you can catch some cancer. You should be aware. We got to tell you. Good luck to you. Have a great time. Godspeed. Enjoy your life. And on everything. And, and it's everywhere. You you when you go into the hotel, it's in the hotel. When you go into you the restaurant. The about, to, about to get your stuff out the window. It's right there by the window next to when they show you all the sauces they got in there and what the, what the new combo is and what it, it's right there on the okay. on the thing. All right. So the, the state of California is pretty much telling you that everything uh, gives you cancer. And so when you hear that, when you hear that dialogue, when you hear that particular conversation, even though it feel like that could, that should go in the conspiracy theory category, it's not true. Um, and, are well. and, oh, my, they just found, and I'm, I, I wish I, I wish I would have brought it up. They just found, they uh, found microplastic in hearts now. 
And during an autopsy, during an autopsy, they found microplastics in the human heart. In somebody's heart? In somebody's heart. Mercy Lord. Yeah. So, uh, that, that's the reality that it's something that's real that we got to deal with. But it's also the last thing I want to say on, on, on this keep is it's about moderation. You feel me? Uh, like overindulging in way too many things, uh, is, is dangerous regardless of what it is. So, Mm. uh, yes, everything gives you cancer, but at the same time, it's all, it's also a major part of, uh, how much you intake. All right. Next. Real quick, kick. real quick. I want to shout out some folks. Our comments are actually kind of moving real quick. So before you get the next kick, kick or keep, Miss Ma'am, Hood Therapy, Danielle, Melodious, KJ, was good with y'all? Thank y'all for talking to us. I'm going to make sure I look over here a little bit more often. Miss Ma'am said California in itself can give you cancer. I was a little sick when I first saw those notices. And I was too, especially when I started seeing them. Because like, you know food, like, okay, I'm getting a burger. I get the connection. Like beef is not whatever, whatever, whatever how you want to feel about it. But when I started seeing it at the pool and started seeing it at the water park, start seeing it at uh like just buildings like what do y'all have in the basement around here it literally just is everywhere so uh shout out to all of y'all uh watching and tapping in with us go ahead and hit that thumbs up if you haven't done it yet keep talking to us in the comments i'll make sure i keep an eye on that over there but if you have uh, not hit it. the like button hit that like button if you have not subscribed make sure you get that cracking uh yeah. but the next conspiracy theory we need to kick we need to be done with is the idea of industry plants. Now, to give y'all an idea, uh, and I, t- I told you, I see you rolled your eyes, so I'm gonna give you an opportunity wanna, to explain that. We want to entertain it now. You know, <laughs> we, we, we like to keep a post, not too heavy, but you know, the the, the background conversation that was happening with these these superstars. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. and, and so, let's, uh, the industry plant, let's get- Have y'all ever, have y'all ever heard of an industry plant? If you haven't, it's when- because uh, this, this is one that Toya specifically um, has particular feelings about. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely want to make sure we give it its full context. And, and also, real quick, I want to point out that this one, the reason why I chose this video of this dude explaining industry plants is because the person he about to accuse of being an industry plant is baffling to me. Real quick, to too. If, if why this video is playing while we're talking about industry plants, uh, if y'all don't know the definition of an industry plant, is somebody who you feel like has been very intentionally put in front of us, given you know, being put on the radar, given attention, uh, despite their gifts or talents. Uh, who do y'all think are some indie, if you have any, who do you think are, are industry, industry plants uh, that have been placed inside of pop culture, hip hop culture, uh, just general movie, cinema, TV that you just like, you know, this not it. Or do you even think about those types of things? Go to the go to the chat for me real quick. But my bad plug, uh, the, the the video. Nah, yeah, you good, you good. Cause cause I think this one is a bit controversial. Cause I think some people that fuck with the chop up may disagree with the idea that we should kick the idea of industry plants. But right. I, I think what we keep is gonna make up for that, right? Fair. But th- like shit like this is part of the reason why like why I feel like we should challenge that. So let's so let's get started. Let's take a look. Y'all ever heard of an industry plant? If you haven't, it's when an artist with no prior following comes out of nowhere, 
has a backstory and signature sound engineered for them. Purchase fake followers and play until they become famous. Let's talk about Don Tolliver. If you're like me, you probably discovered him because of Travis Scott and had no idea who you were listening to. And then his song No Idea blew up on TikTok. There's a couple things about his career that don't really add up for me. One of his first singles, Diva, was placed on Rap Caviar and remixed by a credible rapper. How did an artist just starting out get those placements? But the biggest thing is his relationship with Travis Scott. I think it's crazy that he landed a feature on Astroworld on his third song, what? That being said, both artists are from Houston, so who knows? Maybe they did meet at fucking McDonald's. And when they start calling me an industry plant, just remember, I always told you to click that sound and add it to your Spotify. And I personally DM everybody who leaves a like on my Instagram. So what's up? Alright. Now again, what I want to identify is this is really why white conspiracy theories be trash. Because his the, the white version of industry plant is, is, is again just somebody who uh, something just came out of nowhere with success, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? That's the basis mm -hmm. of it, though. It's just somebody who came out of nowhere and was successful. That's the basis of it. Yeah. But when, when and, and I think you would agree with me on this before I kick it off to you, Toya, is that mm -hmm. our our criticism has more to do with why that person is given the opportunity to be successful and what it means for them to be successful and accepted in our industry which is hip-hop uh but what's what's your thoughts on it though why 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 do you argue we should kick the concept of industry plan well i mean just to add on a little bit before i say kick the concept and explain why i feel like we should kick the concept of industry plants to just follow up on kind of what you're talking about i think when black people look at industry plants too there's always an idea that there's a distraction right that this person has been sent as almost a minstrel show to do, 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 and do their little thing in front of us so that we are not staying focused on the greater goals, ambitions, plans that we should have. And so um, I think that is a very outside of it just being like somebody who just got popular out of nowhere. There's always this level of do, 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 that black come with black folk because they like, what you doing here? Like very wow. suspicious, very yeah. skeptical. Like why this? And so looking for some, and before I even get to why I'm not rocking with it, Hood, uh, no, Melodious says uh, all of the Nepo babies, Nepo being nepotism, right? The people who just kind of got grandfathered into a system because they parent, they people or somebody, whatever. Mm. Uh, they continue by saying they are the plants. Most of them have well-connected family, friends, or a lot of wealth, which is how they end up kind of rising to the top. So not that these are talentless people, because I think both Willow and Jaden Smith are talented, but we only really know them because their father is like Will Smith. You know what I'm saying? And these are just examples I'm coming up with off the top of my head. Why do we know Kardashians? Because their dad was an attorney, and now we are not well, we, he was but OJ's attorney, though. Right? He was OJ's right. attorney, specifically. Sure. But yeah. that has no explanation. There's been a lot of popular attorneys who have been over popular cases. Their, their kids are not being shoved down our throat for the last 15 years. You know That's what I'm saying? Like, That's true. Now. But then you also have like the idea that Cardi B is an industry plant. Uh, you have yeah, I mean, it's, but I'm just I'm speaking to the idea of, of nepotism, right? We yeah, don't oh, get yeah, to those yeah, examples, yeah, those things, yeah, but I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm speaking to Melodious' exactly. example or idea and comment about how these people who are already connected end up being industry plants because they literally are planted in the industry by their people. Right. Uh, Miss Mam says, even before the term, I think popular artists that are questionable, that have questionable talents were pushed by a major label. Okay, they may have a bop, but they won't last, so I don't pay them any attention, right? Which is, I mean, I guess we, there are one-hit wonders. I remember, you know, growing up watching VH1, where they would have a countdown of, like, the greatest one-hit one -hit wonders. wonders of the 90s. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. So, yeah. I think that's always a possibility. Um, and I think, you know, you have 
labels who you know it's a it's a gamble this is this industry is about taking a chance and seeing who's gonna sell and do what and so i think there's some give and take there between who ends up taking off and who doesn't because not everybody pops how you think they are that being said here's why i don't rock with the idea of industry plants we talked about accountability right we're framing this conversation around things that people don't want to be accountable about and i think when you look at the ice spices and who else did you come up with i didn't mean the now who cardi, cardi b, b. Yeah. Who else? Uh, it's some guys. Who's some guys who have Jason Derulo, Takashi Six Nine, Takashi Six Nine. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, a bunch of other people who are just plants. Right. Here's my issue. We have to be accountable for the shit that we let slide and that mm. people like. Mm-hmm. Just because you don't know nobody like who Ice Spice. What did we learn about Donald Trump? It's somebody out there listening to that shit. Yep. Just like it's somebody out there voting for it. So you think it's terrible. Somebody booking them shows and buying them tickets. You know what I'm saying? And I don't even want to go in on Ice Spice like specifically because that's like that. Sexy Red is another one that is like, come on. Like, I just, it, but it did, I have to slow down and realize it's not for me. Right. But the standard of what is good music is low now. I just have my 17 year old nephew like, oh, nigga. Hey, but listen, I, here's my, but here's my proof. That's a claim in my warrant. Here's my evidence. <laughs> I just had my 17-year-old nephew out here to stay with me for about a week. Uh-huh. And, you know, part of that is, you know, because he older now. You're not no kid. You in the mix. You be listening to stuff. Gotta listen and the to way that music. Your you play your body own. is set up, yeah. the gap between the 34-year-old and the 17-year-old is not as broad as it used to be mm. back when we was growing up. So we are on the same platforms and listening to the same stuff and whatever. So I give him the ox. I'm like, take it away. Now, before when he came out here, Bro, I was listening to damn Juice World every five seconds. Yeah. Who else was just and I mean no no T no shade to these to those artists, but it was a a lot of uh uh little yachty, a lot of whatever. This time he come with the ox and he not just playing but singing word for word 20, 2000s, 2010 rap. You know what I'm saying? R and B from what our stuff, bro, from high school and college. And I'm not talking mm-hmm. about just playing it. I'm like, are you just playing it because you're trying to? You know how you play something for somebody old, like when you're around your mom or your grandma, you try to play yeah, something. Yeah, you got to play something to fit the vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. No, these was his slaps. Mm. So I say all this to say, even they know our music was better. Even okay. they know, and I mean, and I think the greatest example of it is the fact that all these young niggas keep remaking music that came out when we the was same young. Shit, yeah. I mean, and yeah. it's one thing. And people don't even be like, know that they that their song is a sample. It's just, I got like, that one girl that even knows the sample. We grew up in sample and remix culture too, but this generation of music, hip hop specifically, and yeah. R&B has taken it to a whole nother level of just. But that like, was that was Drake doing the whole song. That was Dre sampling shit in the seventies though. These niggas is sampling shit from the two thousands. They and they're, <laughs> like, and they're not sampling it. That the, who's the, the who's the, the weekend? I don't wanna. Oh know. boy, I was so Can mad you? about. Like they're uh, not even uh, coming out with new songs, bro. And you so, know who else? You know who else uh, is responsible for that? DJ Khaled. That's another plant, alleged plant. <laughs> DJ Khaled. But DJ Khaled resume. If you know anything about anything, then you know Khaled 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 got a resume that's longer than your mama's, longer than your face. He ran Miami. You know what I'm saying? And so. Like you gotta, there's certain people you gotta be honest about. Like he was a DJ and he was running the DJ that. scene down there before he ever, you know, popped out. And he was an anomaly because he is Middle Eastern. You know what I'm saying? And went over there and was this guy. So I, I spent my time with DJ Khaled. All I'm saying is this: the reason why I don't believe in industry plants is that our standard for music and good quality media has gone down. Yeah. So we got to stop being so surprised with somebody with shitty lyrics or the inability to really do anything besides stand on the stage with right. no stage presence. And we got to stop being surprised when they pop because the standard for what is good and what is passing the bar is is low. TikTok 
and the way that what they've done to music and uh, the capacity to go viral, just the 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 numbers have changed. The the what is the the word I'm looking for? The algorithm, not the algorithm, but the just the way you do that math. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 calculations have changed for how you blow up the path to getting popular, how you make your money in this industry, all of that has changed, right? And the, yeah, and it's decreased. And so I think I think what you're speaking to is we don't do good enough gatekeeping. We don't do a good enough job saying this is our standard, and we're not letting mm-hmm. it go anywhere from that. Um, I think it's a struggle with the different generations, but not doing a good enough job gatekeeping is, is a part of where that problem is, but. I think this is where this is why we can get into the keep because what we focus on, what we keep, actually I think helps helps uh, address a lot of your criticism and your concern. And we have to just understand that there isn't uh, that there is really an agenda to pathologize black people. There is mm-hmm. an agenda to take the worst of us and put the worst of us on that stage. That doesn't make like that doesn't make them an industry plant. Like that that makes them a part of like uh, of like really how an anti-black society functions. You feel me? Like, the, like we want to maintain the images and perceptions that we've already created. So that means yeah. that we dealing with images and perceptions that were structured even before rap music was a thing, right? Yeah. So this idea that, oh, they, that, that, that they've been placed there as a plant, it's like, nah, they've been picked from the meal. They've been picked from the plantation. Right. Like we are, we already know if we if we know that what the what we produce and the, the, the art that we come up with and we create is the basis of, of popular culture. That means that that under, what we think is us being disconnected underground rap, the uh, the vultures that are record labels and all that other mm-hmm. shit. Like they all they doing is just looking to see who's the strongest from the plantation that's going to make more money for them on the big plantation. It's, a, it's just like a breeding meal. Right. And so. What we have to understand is it's it it we gotta start we gotta start challenging the images and perceptions, period. Not yeah. just simply what we see in rap and what we want from rap, but also how black people, uh black men, black women, black children are are typically um displayed or their characteristics are typically defined by what we would say is the worst of us. Because the examples that they use exist. Right. But at the same time, that shouldn't be a reflection of all black people. That's that's what we mean by by that pathologization. Yeah. I mean, I just you know, I I am. I understand that black people are not a monolith. And so when I look at how black people should be, I don't have any stake in that conversation. Like you should do this or black people should because the black people are coming a thousand different packages with life experiences and ways have y'all ever heard of, an- of existing and navigating this crooked world we live in this interesting world we live in in the world that we create for ourselves and the communities we create for ourselves community looks so different it can look like a thousand different things and that's the beauty of us coming up with ways to stay together when they wanted to tear us apart that being said where my little respectability radar starts dinging and pinging and stuff like that and is when it comes to now our inability to control dictate or even have a meaningful conversation about what gets pushed through the pipeline and be and gets presented as the major story, the major perspective. Now we don't get to choose it, right? People are gonna take from what we produce what they want to and run with it. But there is just there's something to be said about the fact that the major narrative, the major conversation, the major images that are being created by our people, mm-hmm. right? When you look behind that curtain, it's us. And so just 
you know, people want to holler, rah, 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 rah. Well, you already know that ain't the only way black people exist, so you can't really be mad. That's just one version of it, and you the one that's simple-minded, and people just simple-minded at that. But when that's all you get to see, yeah. like, think about it. It's conscious rap. It's it's all types of just in, innovative. It's pop. It's rap punk. It's all different types of what, what we do, for example, in hip-hop music out there, right? All different types of it. But we've got to ask ourselves how engines like Instagram know to push certain ones and certain other ones got 20 likes, got 300 likes, right? got 87,000 likes, and other ones got 4 million likes. Like, how, how did we just got to start? Meek is going to explain. I think this video, and I was like, please play this video when we talk about this, because it's not even a secret no more. And I think his kind of, I'm glad he's having this conversation, he's having this clip, but he's also being flippant about it in a way that's very scary and very dangerous to me. Very, so yeah, right. Let's hear it. It's me. Me and people like Robert, myself, he opened doors for me to be on stages like this because before I wasn't on stages like this. I was on rap stages rapping about, you know, violence and guns. You know, that we get paid to rap about that stuff. They actually pay us more when we rap about more ignorant stuff. So I make sure I even align and come on, talk on stages like this. But you guys, the NAACP opened up doors for people like me to be able to power for because the things that fund us, that don't power me for, you know, I just make sure, cause I know better and I'm at an age point, I'm 36. They power us really went from when we 21 to 25, where we really don't know. I'm one of the lucky ones that made it through where I was able to get my knowledge and sense. And I'm the one that keep the line on the rap ignorance and be able to level out uh, conversations like these and deliver it to the young people who may not attend things like this. Oh no, I think I think he, I think at the end there he gave himself a, a little bit too much credit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At the end there he did he kind of you know a little too much. I just bro, what are you talking about? You balance it out. Like yeah. if that is that is a wild mentality to have. Like, I will beat your ass and put you in jail, but I'm going to put you in a good jail with nice COs. And, I, like, what are you saying? You know what I'm saying? Imagine if white people or the police use that logic. Like, it wouldn't mean nothing to us. You know what I'm and saying? And then for, so, like, to... nah, for him to do what? For him to say, uh, <laughs> I'm still going to do that shit. I'm still going to rap about the ignorant shit. But then, so it's like, then help me understand, though. Because, like, if the, it, wait, cause what are you saying at this point then? And he's saying, ultimately, that he's doing it to show young people, right, something but, <laughs> like let's look at what you're showing them that you can act yeah. and pretend and placate one lifestyle and one version of reality and then on the other hand come and sit on stages and sit at yachts and have million dollar dinners with jay-z and do this this and that which is like yeah we want you to be able to do both but in any other context and on any other block my nigga you will be seen as fake as phony as illegitimate as not real but because you meek and you at naacp we are applauding the fact that you will right. Take the incentive, take the bonus to rob, shoot, shoot stab, double cross a nigga. And then, like, it's just like, kind of like, like want to push saying? back and talk, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah, that's it. It's, and, and I think this is where, again, why it's important to kick some conspiracies and keep some. And this is one we should keep because what it does is it helps us understand that in order for this conspiracy to function, the best ones mm -hmm. have the people already operating from it. That's why, like, race in and of itself is a great system because it's automatic. It's it's cognitive. It's it's attached to how we understand identity and reality, right? So that yeah. means that the 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 everything that comes with having a racial label 
It's automatic. You don't got to do no work to do it. Can't get no, can't get to no, no better conspiracy than that. Right. And so when you have somebody like Meek Mill that's willing to say, yeah, we get paid more to rap about the ignorant shit because that's what they're going to push more. And I'm still yeah. going to do it, but I just want to let y'all know because, you know, I made it through and da 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 da. You know what I mean? And, that, and that's also the problem. We can get into the product, the, the problem of capitalism and all those other things. But what we definitely want to make y'all, help y'all understand is that if, if we all out here saying that there is an agenda to use the worst of black people to represent us all, it may sound like a conspiracy, but God damn it, it's the reality and the truth. That's one we need to hold on to. I mean, Deep. yeah, I think KJ, KJ said the best man, Miss Man, going back and forth. Uh, what what they say? That's like saying, yeah, I sell crack, but I give turkeys out on the holiday too. Like that ain't no brown philosophy, bro. It's not <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I just we we we've got to change. I think the stand again. This is not just external or about their perceptions, but how we see each other is really becoming a very toxic state of what we need and what we expect out of each other. And I think that it is just very interesting that a politic that would not fly on the street where you got one foot in where you got one foot out where you over here dabbling over here but you're over here pump faking over here would not be acceptable mm -hmm. but you get a platform and some money involved and all of a sudden it's cool and shit it's is cool. sweet you can do that and i mean i think i'll never forget it was a video that came out when we was in high school i feel like high school college um because you know it was a lot of outcry about the content and hip-hop music or whatever and jada kiss was quoted uh talking about how you know we storytellers and you know, we're not role models. We don't sign up to be role models. We're here to just tell stories and relay our da, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. But, and we've had this conversation in other contexts. We have to start asking our, ourselves, at what point do you not get to choose what position you in, my dude? Like, at what point do you right. kind of recognize that, you know, and you can sign a lot of checks and you can go to different neighborhoods and you can go pass out coats and shit too, but I don't know. There's like, a responsibility, yeah, because what's the difference between depicting and romanticizing? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, we gotta ask ourselves. Um, but kind of staying in this lane of entertainment, it's another conspiracy theory that we need to kick because it's we not ours. We got it from white folk, and it don't but benefit us. It. And that's all of this Illuminati dialogue. Whenever niggas is talking about the Illuminati, like this this uh, group of uh, world elites that come together and make decisions and make us think a particular way and act a particular way. And bro, to black people, that's whiteness, period. <laughs> like, let me help y'all. We yeah. don't need, the, uh, uh, George Carlin uh, was on a panel and I don't even know what he was on. Cause I ain't even, cause a lot of them panels, the rest of the conversation be bullshit. But George Carlin said some real shit about conspiracies. And he said, in order to have a conspiracy, you don't need a formal agreement. You don't need people meeting in a room behind everybody else's back making decisions. All mm. you need is like interest aligning. All you need is like interest aligning. The continent of Africa is being stripped of its resources, not by some people that's actually sitting in a circular table holding their hands like this talking about, mm, good. No, mm -hmm. it's <laughs> businessmen. Yeah. It is the Forbes, for, like the Forbes 300, for, or Fortune 300, 200. Mm -hmm. It's the people that we admire in this society. It's the people that's speaking at your, uh, at, at, at Harvard's graduation. 
The people that's that's bringing in millions of, of, of every time they launch a new product, it's millions of people sitting in the room, you know what I'm saying, to see whatever this new product is. Those mm -hmm. are the people who are who are raping or excuse me, because uh, you know, violating Africa. Because I'm trying to right. we monetize now, y'all, so we gotta kinda button But it also up more importantly, we don't just want to toss away that around that word flippantly. We wanna right. be mindful. So more importantly, right. More importantly, yeah. like Toya said. Uh but it's 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 being ravished by like interests that creates a conspiracy, right? And so this idea of Illuminati is childish, and it's really hear me out, Toya. Mm -hmm. The Illuminati is poor white people conspiracy. Poor white Break people conspiracy. Uh -huh. The reason why the reason why it's, it's unique to poor white people is because it is a distinct conversation between the elites. The haves and the have-nots. Mm. These are the white people that recognize that it's people that look like them that have more than they, that than they have, right? And so it's like, hmm, how do they get all of that? How do they get access to those things, right? Mm -hmm. It must be some group that's in control of all the power to make things. But us black folk, right? We we see the, the we see the gradients of white privilege, and we looking at the middle class. Petite bourgeoisie, uh, with the same lens. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Your dad, you look. Your daddy can get a loan. Still, okay, yeah. You, 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 you may not have a billion dollar yacht, but your daddy can. Your daddy can give you enough money to start a business, and you be straight. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, listen. The 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 super elites that we they ain't even our biggest issue. Because we got poor white people that's violent and frustrated and they take out their frustration on other poor people instead of the actual Illuminati and elites. That's the real problem. That part. I, I think I. So here's my thing with the Illuminati. Right. Part of me, because, you know, all the forward thinkers, all the people who are thinking above the board, who are just too good to deal with these conversations about race, to think that we're just so elementary and understanding and interpreting the world around us through the lens of race because we all know that capitalism is really what the whole kind of determiner is like sure right all of that logic part of me kind of i to an extent i do feel like when you get to a certain level of richness like you always gonna be a nigga but your race matters a little bit less yeah. in terms of the access you get to certain spaces the things you do how you get to move so i'm not gonna undermine that completely here's where the illuminati and, and the health is. the health data showed that too yeah. Like like when we were showing like the, the disparate healthcare, even in income when it's comparable, it's still so rich rich black people get worse healthcare than rich white people. So there are some things that are gonna be true that I'll take there. There are some things there that we have to leave and be honest about in terms of how race functions. I say all this to say, I think it's really unfortunate with the Illuminati bit that again, and this is similar to what I said earlier we use the Illuminati as like, and I think this is less popular now. And it was definitely more popular in the 2010s and some of the earlier 2020, uh, the, the, really in the 2010s where something tragic will happen to somebody. And it still happens these days. And it's like, Oh, somebody got sacrificed. Like they did that to Jennifer Hudson bad. Mm -hmm. Right. I think her whole family got killed. Um, I know her mother and I think some sisters or something like that were all in the house together and somebody came and murdered them. And for a long time, this was during Dream Girl success. That mm -hmm. was when she was having her individual success. It was she like was some gang shit. It happened in Compton, didn't it? Some gangs, yeah. something. Yeah. I don't even know if it was in Compton, but it was somewhere. And 
whole family was killed and it was all oh, Jennifer Hudson is in the Illuminati. Like what else can explain her rise to fame? Like, what do you mean? She was on, on America's TV on America Idol for half a year. Like, yeah, people gonna know who she is. She is gonna elevate. She has a beautiful voice. Like, it's not that inexplicable if you stop to think about it. But a lot of people, I think that's one of many examples where people go through real life traumatic issues and instances, real life celebrities who are real people, by the way. Not all of them are like terrible ass people. They just got a talent and they got a platform for it. And when something bad happens to them, all they do is see on the internet people running talking about how they sold their soul and gave themselves away. And it's just like, bro, how trash is that? For you to work hard, for you to sacrifice a lot of things and everybody just chalk up everything that you, you know, in your worst time. Right. In one of your lowest times, you sacrificing everything that you love to kind of get where you are. Like it's just that's that's it's wild, it's lazy, it's disrespectful. I also think it has constantly undermined the the success of y'all's faves, Beyonce. Right. right, it is constantly undermined the success of a lot of people who have worked hard to get what they got. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, you know, we don't think it's no ethical billionaires, and even some of the millionaires are a little bit shady. But I'm not gonna shit on your ability to make your bag. Right, my question the is ability to get there. You know what I'm saying? So. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I just, I think it's very lazy to just be like the Illuminati. Is, even if they exist, right? To use that as an, a, a way to explain a lot of the things that we see. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, keep it. Keep now, uh, uh, this one is easy. We don't got, we don't got to spend too much time on it. Uh, and cause the, the keep in the same vein, like if you, if you do need to feel like, Hmm, is something off with these celebrities? Well, they have way too much influence. Mm-hmm. They they dictate and determine way too many social conversations. They dictate and determine how we feel about things. I, and I think Dave Chappelle said it best when he was like, the, you know, it's hard being a black celebrity because you know that you got like they uh, the, our culture just demands that you be a part of everything, even shit you are not qualified to be a part of. For example, he said when MTV after nine eleven happened, they was like, yeah, uh, we got Ja Rule on the phone. And it's like why? Why does it? Why, why does MTV have Jairo on the phone after nine eleven? He ain't about yeah. to give no significant updates about anything. About uh, uh, he ain't got no information. He ain't gonna got no breaking news, no nothing. But for whatever reason, MTV felt it was necessary that we be talking to Jairo right now. Now, whatever reasons they have, it points to a a a, a uh, over reliance on how celebrities feel about certain things in order for us to care. Like, for example, a lot of niggas didn't even care about Hebrew Israelites until Kyrie, until uh, Kyrie and Kyrie Kanye came out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had some, I ain't gonna mention their names, but it was people that was bringing it up to me in defense of them. And it's like, yeah, you don't even care about this. Like, you a Christian. Y'all actually in conflict. <laughs> like, Hebrew Israelites don't rock with Christians like that. They, right. they talk bad about y'all consistently. So, so it's like the celebrities have way too much influence. Y'all know the, the plug I always say celebrity culture is, is you know, is really what's the detriment to politics right now. You feel me? And so, uh, no, 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 no. Let me see. Toya. Hold on. If y'all can hear me. Uh, yeah, y'all can y'all, in the chat. Y'all can hear me. Toya dropped out for some reason. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know if uh, it may be it may be some issue with uh, Toya internet, but let me know if y'all can hear me in the chat. 
Yeah, look like okay, yeah, yeah, y'all can hear me. So we we just rock out till Toya get back. Um so uh Miss Ma'am asked why are we keeping celebrities have too much influence. I said, hey, Miss Ma'am said the Illuminati got her. No, we was talking too much shit. Nah. Uh <laughs> but uh Miss Ma'am said why uh, uh asked why are we keeping celebrities have too much influence? That's because they do. The uh, we care way too much about what celebrities think. We we focus way too much on, uh, on on their opinion when it comes to things that are important to us. Uh, yeah, she said her signal gone. So yeah, we just, we just gonna rock out till she get her internet back. Yeah, I know we just got through this hurricane, so maybe you know what I'm saying the hurricane came through and messed something up. Um, and so yeah, I hate celebrity culture. Celebrity culture is ruining politics. The only reason Donald Trump is as prominent in uh, as big of a name as he is, is because how we treat celebrities, not because he he's done anything productive, even for white people, especially the poor white people that vote for him. So we kicking that. Or are we are we keeping celebrities have too much influence? We kicking this the concept and the idea of the Illuminati. Um, the next conspiracy theory that we kicking is they making kids gay. They making kids gay. They praying on, and uh, along with the the idea that they making kids gay, it's the whole idea that they praying on kids, that that gay people are are out here and they're a danger to our children. Gay people are a danger or a detriment to children. Listen, if uh, anybody that's that's seen any of consciously content, the first thing that you the, uh, the uh, video that you've seen is him make uh, really discussing how we've seen heterosexual relationships. Uh, uh, like overly sexualized, even even with kids, shit, right? The 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 making sure that like I mean shit like Sleeping Beauty, uh, Snow White, you kissing slip sleeping women, that shit wild. <laughs> that shit is wild. That shit is kind of productive. And so, uh, us out here running around, kind of pushing these narratives that demonize gay people. You back? Uh, she back. We're going to get it back in here. But uh, us pushing these narratives, that's us pushing these narratives that's focused on demonizing gay people. This is where uh, this is where we get lost. There are there are entire efforts, the entire people uh, that are religious leaders. Then there are entire groups of people that are politicians. Right. That are actually out here preying on children. And these are heterosexual individuals. So I'm trying to figure out. Like with uh, with all of this conversation, why is it that they're that gay people are pre- are, are are preying on our children? They're trying to make our kids gay, but we see all of these heterosexual uh, cisgendered men, especially men in uh, uh, men in power, which we're going to talk about in a second, um, uh, actually having this impact and actually preying on kids. Like we have to understand first of all, when it comes, especially black people, the modern notions. The uh, the modern notions of uh, of of race or of gender and sexuality have always been uh, perverse when it comes to black people. We've never fit the standard of of, of uh, we've always either been uh, hypersexualized. We got to remember there was a time where black women you actually could be raped because they didn't even see you as they didn't even see them as women. They thought they were so hypersexual that you couldn't rape them. They always wanted it. Right. So like the, the notions and understandings of sexuality that have existed in, in this society have never been productive for us, have never been productive for us. 
And so these the, the right wing evangelical uh, demand of uh, to, to demonize gay people and to make gay people the target of whatever culture war, religious war is is only done so. Right. One, not to not to the benefit of black people or black communities. Right. Because it's always this, this idea about protecting children. But I'm explaining to you why this concept of protecting children is fallacious, why it's bullshit. Right. Because you're not going to tell me and I know they're not trying to tell me that it's hypersexualizing kids is cool as long as they're heterosexual. Right. As, as well as the idea. I want to point this out. I want to make this extremely clear. Exposure and, and, and um, equity looks like oppression to oppressors. So the fact that gay people are visible is why they're saying that they're trying to make kids gay. It's not because they, uh, uh, we actually, you know what I'm saying, again, forget all the conspiracies. It's not because we, we're actually seeing this hypersexualization in the media. It's just the idea that the presence of any type of queer relationships is the reason why people are pushing these narratives and pushing these conversations. And so the, uh, the thing that we got to recognize is that when we're pushing these narratives, we're focusing on uh, criminalizing and demonizing a people while at the same time, it, it, uh, because of their sexuality, while at the same time, not, not actually recognizing the impact that uh, uh, how like the, Kids being hypersexualized and kids being preyed on and kids being targeted is much deeper than the question of sexuality. Because the concept that we need to keep, the conspiracy that we need to keep, is that powerful people prey on children. Period. Powerful people prey on children. Period. That needs to be the focus. Because if we're having conversations about the impact that gay people are having on kids and not recognizing what's actually happening in society uh, with, with, with people that operate from, the same, from, from normative, you know what I'm saying, sexual standards, we got an issue. I want to take a look at, I want y'all to take a look at uh, one of this, this first article here. This is in L.A. This is in L.A. in the L.A. Times. Let's scroll down. Toya in here somewhere. She's going to pop up in here in a second. In the L.A. Times, I want to bring y'all attention to church leaders conceal sexual abuse of young children lawsuits alleged. This is February 28, 2023. In this article, um, it's, it's talking about a religious group where 16 plaintiffs allege that leaders within the international. Uh, well, I told you to get back in here. Let me read it out real quick. Make sure she's straight. All right. Um. 16 plaintiffs allege that leaders within the International Church of Christ and the International Christian Church knew that their members had sexually abused adults and children. But instead of alerting the authorities, they often actively concealed the abuse to avert uh, to uh, avert discovery by child by child protective services and the police. Now, this is a religious organization. This is a religious organization. These are heterosexual people. If there is a campaign to protect our children from being hyper or overly sexualized, hypersexualized, where is the dialogue about this church in Southern California? Why are these people not plastered all over uh, uh, every white nationalist, white supremacist page that accuse, that, that's accusing every gay person of being possible of molesting somebody? 
This is where we got to start to recognize. Is it just a focus? Is our focus only on the demonization? Are we actually trying to protect our kids? Because if the focus is only on demonization, then when attempting to use protecting children as a scapegoat to really to, to, to push and display hate, we got a problem. It has to be called out. Because this is the shit that this is the stuff that needs to be protected. Hold on. Where you go? One person, uh, where is it? Where is it? Oh yeah, Kids Kids Kingdom, which is the ministry, which is the children's ministry, served as a demented playground for sexual oh. abuse. The suits charged. The allegations spanned 25 years from 1987 to 2012. And some of the alleged abusers remain active church leaders, according to the suits and church websites. What the fuck, man? What are we talking about? Cam? Hold on, y'all. Uh, Toy, I can hear you on um, StreamYard. It ain't letting you in. Or I can hear you on uh, Riverside. It ain't letting you in video. I'm on my phone. I can't do it from both, I don't think. Uh. Well, uh, what happened with your computer? Bro, it just is not connecting to the internet. I don't know why. Okay, come through, yeah, come through video. Come through video on your phone. I bet. Yeah, it'll let you do it. I bet. It goes on to say, and and I won't. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I I, I want y'all to uh, I want y'all to actually look into this and uh, really take in this information. Toya trying to come back. She's gonna be back in a second. Uh, Her her internet messing up right now. Uh, But and this is just the church leaders. This is just church leaders, y'all. So we not we ain't hearing nothing about this. These people are still employed. They are still they actually still have power in this church. All right. Now, Fox News. I I give them credit. Got to give them credit where credit is due. Toya G is back. Got to give them credit where credit is due. At least 13 mayors arrested on child sex crimes since 2021. These are mayors, people. If there's a pandemic of people not protecting our children, why are we not hearing about these 13 mayors? Why do we not have, why is this not something that's not more prominent? Why is, why does this take a backseat to news about, uh, 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 to news about Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton? Let's take a look at it. The, uh, the now former mayor of College Park, Maryland, was arrested on child pornography charges Thursday, added to a long list of mayors accused of preying on young children while exploiting the trust of their communities. Patrick Wohan, 47, is charged with 40 counts of possession of child exploitative material and 16 counts of distribution. You was in here, so you, you dropped out. Oh, yeah, you good. You good. You in. Uh... According to Prince George's County Police, let's go down here. Let's take a, let's, let's get more a little bit deeper into understanding this because these are mayors. And and again, they, they ain't even bringing up their political affiliation. Because if it was about that, they would have been like these Democrats, these Democrats. We uh, you on here though? Tell you uh, we see you. Unless you're trying to get it right. Oh, what is going on? Literally. 
Hold on. So yeah, we're gonna give Toya a chance to get that right real quick. Uh let's see. We got we got other we got other examples. At least 12 additional then current and former mayors have been accused of child sex crimes since 2021, ranging from child pornography to sexual assault. Phil Briggs, the mayor of Spencerville, Ohio, resigned last month after he was arrested for allegedly secretly recording his girlfriend's, t- girlfriend's teenage daughters while they undressed. Ted Tom- Thomas DeWiskey, the former mayor of Mansfield Township, New Jersey, was charged in January with sexual assault, luring and child endangerment. He's accused of engaging in multiple uh, lewd acts with a 15-year-old in 2022 after leaving office in 2014. If this is the concern, what are we doing? If this is the concern, why is it a focus on uh, the the sexuality of individual when we are seeing massive heterosexual individuals display uh, the type of behavior that's being assumed to a group of people just because they don't have they they don't operate within normative sexual standards? Y'all remember the show How to Catch a Predator? Or, or not even how to catch a predator, but it, it, it pretty much was pretty much was how to catch a predator. But y'all remember the show to catch a predator? Y'all remember how uh 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 what's his name? Chris Hansen got down. We've seen the spoofs, right? Why did that show get canceled? Why did the show get canceled? Well, one specific instance, in 2008, Assistant District Attorney in Rockwell County, Texas, Louis Conrad, was caught talking to a volunteer who was acting as a 13-year-old boy. The conversation escalated, and Conrad exchanged photos with volunteers, giving officers the incentive needed to invade his home since he didn't show up to the meeting that he had originally planned with the person he believed to be a minor. So he was supposed to get caught up on To Catch a Predator. Let me make this a little bigger so y'all can see. He was already supposed to get caught up on To Catch a Predator. I guess he got spooked out. And what was crazy, when I used to watch this show, I used to think, like, y'all are some desperate perverts. Because, like, this is, how you get easily caught up? Like, this simple. Now, he must have caught on. He must have caught on. Because they had to show up to his crib. After breaking into Conrad's house, the assistant district attorney immediately knew that the life and career he had constructed for himself was effectively over. When authorities charged into his house with the camera crew, Conrad grabbed a gun and shot himself. And shot himself. This was not something that was made immediately known. People had to figure this out. Niggas was just wondering, like, damn, what happened to Catch a Predator? Because the conspiracy theory that we need to keep is very simple. Powerful people prey on children. We need to focus less on sexuality and more on the role that these people play. Are they are they are they people that are seen as as uh, without fault? Are they people that are that are seen to have a, a, a particular control that individuals don't question? Because that's what happened with politicians, uh, political leaders, and church people. They role ain't questioned, 
And these politicians and these church people be the main ones telling you that the gay people is coming after your kids when they the ones that's actually coming after your kids. The people that's pushing the narrative, these church individuals, like this ain't the, y'all think this example that we talked about in LA, that shit ain't new. That's common. It's consistent. As big, as big of a deal as these people want to make about gay people sexualizing children, oh, we got a much bigger case to make about the church. We got a much bigger case to make about uh, men in power, men in politics. Much bigger case. So, I ain't going to gripe on that. We're going to go, we get ready to finish this out. My dog having internet issues. Y'all see, uh, they don't want us to get it in, but we're going we gonna to go ahead and close this out. We're going to get to the next kick. The next kick that we got here is the idea that they are attacking black masculinity. The next thing that we kicking is the idea that there is some consistent attack on black masculinity. I am telling you, I want to tell y'all right now, that's bullshit. The first reason I want to, the first uh, uh, explanation I have as to why it's bullshit. Well, first, let's get into, I want y'all to see their argument. I want y'all to see what they say. There's an actual agenda to make men more feminine, especially in the black community. In these movies, a lot of black actors, before they become famous, they always like do roles where they have to wear a dress, be all feminine and stuff. Kids TV shows where the men are like, oh, more in touch with their feelings and the women are the more masculine. They're the ones who take charge. The men answer to them. The dads are always like idiots. They don't know what they're doing. And then the woman is the one who corrects the man. The woman is the smart one, and the dad is always some idiot. Name any TV show. Okay. So y'all heard that. Y'all heard that. The, the very basic, oh, the man is, you know, not in power, and the woman is the aggressive one, the woman is the strong one, the woman is the one that's in control. My nigga. This is why black men, we need to read more. Because if we understand masculinity, and y'all have heard me say this on the Chop Up many times, we as black men have to reimagine masculinity. Because our notions of masculinity that we operate from were, were given to us by the same people that we try to push back that gave us our racial category as well. Black men and black women have never fit within the standard category of women and men in this society. Black men have never had the, uh, uh, or were never afforded the privilege of white masculinity we couldn't we wasn't seen as human even still to this day that's why the things that we do our our uh, notions of masculinity are again they're either hypersexualized or they may hyper violent right it's never the 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 noble right the productive you feel me like that that uh the that you know, the, the, the white father at home that's in control of the wife and the kids we was never afforded that anyway and every attempt that we, every, every time we attempted to force ourselves in that position, all we ended up doing was replicate the, the forms of domination and power that we learned from the plantation. White men don't have good productive relationships with white women. That, like, that's why, as, again, as somebody who supports black feminism, we have to be against the white supremacist capitalist patriarchy. The way that those things work together to maintain a, a racialized, gendered domination. To, to maintain normative standards that was given to us by the same people that oppressed us. Black men, we have to reimagine what masculinity looks like. 
We can't be like the niggas that got off the plantation and be like, well, shit, we just going to do what Massa did. And that's exactly what you niggas is doing. When you argue for what the image of what masculinity, because none of these, these same niggas will tell you that they not black. That, nah, that's not real. That's a, that's a, uh, that's a color. Black is a, um, is, is, it means, I don't know if how, how much y'all be on YouTube to hear this bullshit. Um, but you know, niggas, niggas, niggas challenge the idea that they black. Hell, it's it's a whole group of 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 people that that call themselves Aborigines that that uh, uh they don't really well that's what we call them on YouTube but they they push this narrative that they not black they Indians they the original people of this country but they don't question the notions of masculinity that was taught like they not connected you was taught what it meant to be a black man not blackness and then this is maleness no. You was taught a man was as an example of a white male. You was taught that blackness, a, a black male, is a deviation of a male. That's why it's a black male. Men didn't mean black man. That's why you had, they had to place black on there. And again, that's all in the context of being denied humanity. So the idea that they attacking black masculinity, nigga, you never had it. It's not real. And you can't, again... You cannot, black men have not properly reconciled the antagonism of attempting to fit themselves, fit their blackness in a white hole. It don't function like that. And I hope y'all don't take nothing sexual from that, but that is, it's, it's, you, you're trying to pigeonhole blackness into, into a, a frame that, that wasn't fit for you. And so you feel like it's an attack when you're really just not being accepted, my black brother. But, so we need to kick that. Another thing we need to kick, another conspiracy we need to kick is the concept of Planned Parenthood being uh, created only to murder black babies. I think uh, I, have, I have a perfect example of who pushes that. Uh, I have actually a good example of who pushes that type of bullshit. Let's listen to this. Uh, let's listen to a uh, chop up favorite. 50% of the deaths of, of black people a year is abortion. Mm. The Planned Parenthood was made by Margaret Sanger and the KKK in order to stop black people from growing. And 80% of the Planned Parenthoods are in minority neighborhoods. Now, y'all know, y'all have heard us say it plenty of times before. Kanye is a perfect example of why, of, of black people attaching themselves to white conspiracy theories. Now, the biggest problem that I have is not that he calls out Margaret Sanger, because we can say fuck Margaret Sanger. I, we don't need to defend Margaret Sanger in order to defend uh, health care, uh, access to uh, women's, specifically women's health care, and, and their right to specifically their unique health care. Like, women need specific shit. That's, that's, that's very obvious. They're the ones that go through birth and, and, and everything that's involved with that. Right. Requires very specialized care. And it seems like like we've we've uh, we've only reduced women's health rights issue to this conversation of abortion. And when I say we, I mean, like black people who, who claim to think critically like uh, what's his name? Kanye is some is, is a free thinker. Right. You are a free thinker, but you've reduced this large issue of, of, of health care for women just to this simple conversation of abortion. Now, people believe what they want to believe about Planned Parenthood because it's a question of uh, like politics, right? It's a Planned Parenthood is an easy right wing target. It's a part of their pro life, 
what I'm saying, agenda, right? They they scored a huge victory with Roe v. Wade and all that other shit. But the reality of it is, this is an example of how, if you looked at the world that we lived in, this was just like, like overturning Roe v. Wade is an example of how you got to shit like The Handmaiden's Tale. It's enough people felt strongly enough about something that they believed in, that they was willing to undermine the rights of other, of, of, of other individuals, in this case women, just to ensure that they was able to enforce their spiritual or personal whatever belief. That's how you get to the Handmaid's Tale. I don't know how we watch so many book, like so many movies about these dystopian futures and ask ourselves, how do we get here? The normalization of oppression. Overturning Roe v. Wade was a reinforcing of how in a patriarchal, in a, in a white supremacist, patri- uh, uh, capitalist patriarchy, uh, the 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 uh, uh, oppression and the uh, infringement of the rights of women specifically, the rights of women specifically is also normalized. The same way we talk about how racism is normalized, the infringement on the rights of women is also normalized in the white supremacist capitalist patriarchy. And that, and that is an example of that. And so when we as black people are running with this idea that it that uh, that is killing is killing fifty percent of black babies, again, what Kanye don't know is that started like that abortion conversation started not with uh, not with black people looking at uh, like uh, uh, really trying to p- fix things in our community. Again, it's us replicating white supremacist talking points because abortion has to do with the white genocide that we hear these people talk about. It got to do with the uh, uh, with the replacement theory, like right. They need more white babies, and, and so that's what the, that's what this is a question of, ultimately. So we need to kick this conversation of Planned Parenthood because we're undermining the women's rights issue, and we know if any issue gets undermined for any people, it's going to get undermined for Black women the worst. If we underwhelm, if we if we are undermining women's rights in the Black community, if we are pushing a narrative that is okay with undermining the rights of women in the Black community, then we are then we are making it worse for Black women. Period. We know that. So we got to be more responsible when it comes to the conspiracy theories that we attaching ourselves to because we got real shit that we got issues with. And the last one we need to kick, and y'all probably heard me talk about this plenty of times before. The last one we need to kick here is this whole conversation of George Soros. Black people, you do not give a fuck about George Soros. If you have a beef with a billionaire who controls a lot of things, you have a beef with all billionaires who control a lot of resources, not just the liberal ones. Silly. It can't just be, oh, Bill Gates and George Soros are the bad billionaires. The conservative billionaires that you don't talk about are just as detrimental and control just as much. These people complain about uh, 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 the, the impact in the role. Actually, I'll let them tell you. I'll let them tell it. I'll let them tell it. Lord Jamar Brandon. Now, I'm not no Black Lives Matter supporter. Like You're not? No, absolutely Why not? not? Because it's not our movement. This is a movement that was given to us by, you know, George Soros and his boys. Um, because they saw how things were going and they didn't want it to go back to the 60s to where we start having our own organic movements. That was a big problem for them. So let's give the people a movement that we can control. We'll provide them the leaders and all of this type. And um, yeah, 
That's what Black Lives Matter is. Look at the leaders of Black Lives Matter. Are there leaders of oh, Black yeah. Lives Matter? Yeah. Who? Look at these lesbian women who are trying to incorporate, you know, LG, whatever the letters are, incorporate those, their concerns into black people. And so y'all know, the thing about black people is we we are very conservative. We, we are. Like, we, so, uh, socially, uh, we're, we're very conservative. Politically, though, we're, we, we tend to be more, pro- our, our politics tend to lean more progressive. The problem with the conservative aspect of black communities, though, is that we think it aligns with the conservatism of white communities. And it does not. That shit does not benefit us. The relationship, like one, even if these black women, like uh, black women are, are lesbians, they're the ones who started the movement. They're the basis of the movement. So it's not that it's not a black movement. It's not our movement. It's just not a movement that looked like the conservatism, right? The, 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 uh, the normative whiteness that I view sexuality under. It's not that. Right. It, it represents something that's that's not that doesn't represent the normative standard that if if you somebody like if you somebody like uh, a Lord Jamar, you're supposed to be calling in the question this normative shit. That's why you always got to question the, the uh, how the, the blackness of these people who talk about uh, like caring about black people, caring about black communities, but then turn around and try to tell you that uh, uh, that gay black people can't start black movements. That lesbian black women can't start black movements. It's not natural. It's not real. If it's a lesbian black woman starting a black movement, that's foolish. That's foolish. I'm calling in the question your understanding of blackness. Because then if, if, if you stand for black people, if you got to put straight black people in front of that, then you don't stand for black people. You stand for straight black people. There's an entire black community that you are willing to disregard and dismiss because of the normative standards of sexuality that we operate under. That's where it gets frustrating because these are, this is the pro-black minds. Here's where the contradiction come from where niggas talk about George Soros. This nigga was a part of Brand Nubian. If I'm, uh, check, correct me if I'm wrong, but Lord Jamar was a member of the, uh, the legendary hip-hop group Brand Nubian on some Afrocentric pro-black shit. Afro, like being Afrocentric is Pan-African. That means that if everybody that understands what Pan-Africanism is, it means that you are that you recognize that people on the African continent and the people from the African diaspora have a common political focus. They have a common they have a connection. They they politics either locally or geopolitically are aligned. If you look on why white people hate George Soros, they call they say it's because he's a globalist. Who has beef with globalists? White nationalists. George Soros, and y'all can look this up. I talked about this on the podcast before. George Soros first became a threat to white people or, or to uh, to conservatives because of who he started to fund. He started putting millions millions of dollars behind Democrats that was challenging Republican seats. So they started, so on the old Stormfront, the old message boards, they started conspiracy theories about George Soros being a part of things like the Illuminati, being a part of the globalist elite. The globalist elite. So why does that matter? Why does being Pan-African in this conversation of globalists, why does those things conflict? You got to be globalist to be Pan-African. 
dummies. You can't be the George Soros don't challenge any. He funds progressive shit. BLM was some progressive shit. So his his his, uh, foundation funded it the same way that the uh, that the Koch Foundation, the Heritage Foundation, other conservative foundations are funded by conservative billionaires. That ain't, they, there's nothing unique about that to black people. That's what, the, the beef that white conservatives have with George Soros is white on white violence. It has nothing to do with actual black communities. Y'all look up what the, like, really look into George Soros. People say, no, like that video was like, be a skeptic. Yes, be a skeptic. Don't believe me. Look at the George Soros. Look where the criticism lies. You hear the, the same people that complain about the Illuminati c- complain about a globalist elite. Who is a part of that globalist elite? People like Bill, uh, the, the, uh, Bill Gates and George Soros. It's bullshit. It's not, it's not real. We can kick that. Because all we're doing is finding deeper and more white conspiracy theory ways in order for us to attach ourselves to the conservative to the conservative liberal paradigm and be a part of that beef. And if y'all don't learn anything from the political plug, that ain't got shit to do with us, folk. That ain't got nothing to do with us. So the last thing I want to leave y'all with, after we say again, when y'all hear George Soros talking that book, like people talking that George Soros bullshit, kick that. Kick that. But the last thing I want to leave y'all with is um is this? Cause my my dog dropped out. The Illuminati pulled up. <laughs> uh, it, it it pulled my dog off the stream. Um, but we we was getting in. This was it was it was getting long anyway. Um, everybody, make sure y'all hit that like button. If you ain't hit it, hit it before we leave out. I told y'all we 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 made it through bad internet, hurricane, and uh earthquake to get this information to y'all. Uh, and, and I appreciate everybody that was here, Kuma, or KJ, Tucky, uh, Miss Mel, Melodious, everybody that was a part of the conversation. I appreciate y'all. Be a, black people, it's, it, it's important that we are skeptics because of the society we live in. But in order for our skepticism to remain legitimate is it has to be grounded in the experiences and things that we've endured as black people in this country. Like how we're treated in healthcare, how we're treated by the police, how legislation affects us differently. Even though we know the country you can't put in the law this impacts black people, we know that in turn it ends up impacting black people, right? So that means that when we're look, when we're becoming skeptics and we're looking into these things that we feel like mm, this ain't particularly right, the first thing we need to ask ourselves is where did we get this from? Who gave it to us? Who told this, this is what it was. Because then from there, you can develop an understanding of, uh, of whether or not it's for you or whether, or not, or whether it's, it's going to be to your detriment. A lot of the conversations that like when it comes to the feminization of black men and, and our masculinity, the relationships that we develop with, uh, uh, with LGD, LGBTQ, uh, just queer people in general. We attach ourselves to white ways of knowing to our own detriment and claim that we being free thinkers. 
You can't just call out the question of racism, call out the question of race and identity from that perspective, and then allow yourself to be attached to and remain uh, stuck with all the other aspects of identity that we got from white people and how they told what they told us about the world and society. So if we want to make sure that our criticism of the world isn't grouped with the same bullshit conspiracy theories that we hear from people like Donald Trump, we got to look at uh, uh, what it is that we are attaching ourselves to, attaching what it means to the black community, and actually make sure it's grounded in the experience of black people. If it's not grounded in the experience of black people, and not just your own experience as a black person, but black people, period. Not my blackness, not just your blackness, but other people who experience blackness in this country. If the conspiracy isn't grounded in our experience, it ain't come from us. Uh, group that with all the other, uh, all the other white conspiracy theories about uh, 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 about uh, uh, the government, how it was started, how it was created, the Illuminati, all of that shit. Let them have it, Masons. Let them let them have all of that shit. Because we have a common enemy. We have political enemies and we have social enemies. They are easy to identify. They make themselves known consistently. They make themselves known consistently. Our conspiracies are blatant right there in front of your face. And a lot of us are under delusion of the conspiracies that's been given to us. So as y'all leave here, if y'all don't get nothing else from the plug, Andrea, I see you. Thank you for being here. Just remember that the plug told you that, yo... It's okay, the conspiracy theories is cool, but if they not ours, leave them the fuck alone. We keep the conspiracy theories that are grounded in the black experience. We kick the ones that we get from these crazy-ass poor white people. Cool? Got it. Thank y'all uh, for joining us. We will be back Thursday. Toya will be back Thursday. Uh, and we're going to have another stream for y'all. We definitely got to get it back in, uh, you know, because we, we was late with this one. Um, so y'all stay tuned. If it's anything y'all want us to talk about, we owe y'all an Ask the Chop Up session. So if it's anything y'all want us to talk about, hit us up on IG, the Chop Up Show. Um, hit us up on IG. Hit me up on TikTok, at the Political Plug. Hit us up on Facebook, um, at the Chop Up Show. All the information is there uh, with all that. And, of course, definitely always put stuff in the comments. Uh, definitely appreciate y'all pulling back up after we delayed and everything else. Uh, but I will see y'all Thursday. Y'all be easy. Love.